Hey, 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 Chicas. Welcome to The Lavelda Show Women of Power podcast, the show where women share their personal power tools, the techniques, strategies, and ways of being which have enabled their success in life and business. I'm your host, Lavelda Vincenzi, an international MC and host and female speaking business coach on a mission to unleash authentic, powerful female voices onto the world. In today's episode, we'll be uncovering the power tools of Farah Hussein. See, Farah is a mother, a wife, and founder of Farah Networking. With over 20 years in corporate business experience and over six years as a networking professional, Farah is widely recognized within the British business community and started Farah Networking as a means to making networking simple and accessible to all. Farah's human-centered approach to networking adds a personal touch to business and focuses on building long-lasting relationships that help people grow. So I couldn't bring Farah on here and not talk more about this human-centered, heart-centered approach to business, networking, and let's face it, selling. Because that's part of the reason why we're actually building these relationships in the first place as networkers. Let's face it, we're not all excited about selling our way. And with the way things have been going down globally, there is really a need to master networking and selling online, um, and it couldn't be more important. Farah is one of the best people I know at building quality relationships quickly that yield both short and long-term results. And what she shares in this episode is frankly just pure gold, so you'll want to get your pen and paper handy. And remember, if you're ready to get paid more for sharing your expertise, please use the link in the show notes to download your free copy of my Speaker Marketing Blueprint, your guide to building the speaking marketing assets that reflect your expertise and increase your fee regardless of if you're brand new to speaking or if you're ready to level up your speaking career. You'll also find links to all of my latest special offers in the notes. And at the time of releasing this episode, the three-day Paid to Speak series is back and it's packed with actionable tips to position yourself to be found, booked and paid as a speaker. Finally, all of the links shared by my guests are in the show notes. And P.S., if you want to make sure that you get your regular fix of this show, please hit that subscribe button to make sure that you get episodes as soon as a new show is added. Or make it easy on yourself and subscribe to get notifications direct into your inbox. Well, that's quite enough from me for now. I've given you more than enough time to grab a pen and paper. So let's jump in and get on with the show. Hey, 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 Chicas. Welcome to another episode of The Lavelda Show, Women of Power podcast. My goodness, we are plowing through season two. And has it not been just phenomenal? But you know what? We're still on the journey. So Don't get yourself to no need for tears or anything like that. It's still coming. It's like we started strong and we're still going. There's no holding back. There's no taking it slow. I did not play with my guests this time around. No, no, no. Mm -mm. I went straight in for the kill. I went straight out there and I went to find you the best quality people. There is no taking it slow, tiptoeing around things. It has been a journey. And today my guest is going to be no different. My girls, where do I start? You know when I, you know it's going to be good when I'm this excited. I don't even, I don't even know how to start. So my next guest, I met this year. All I can say is she is like a networking extraordinaire. Like I have never known somebody to connect so deeply with so many people, some of whom she never meets in person. Like how do you do this? 
and create such amazing relationships. I don't know anybody who networks like this. So if you're like me, and you're the sort of person that struggles with networking, like you drop you in a room of people, like COVID is like your happy friend right now because you don't have to be in busy rooms of people. If you resonate with that, this interview is totally for you because I need to get to the bottom of this chick's secrets as to how the heck she'd be finding such great people and connecting such people together. And you're gonna wanna know her by the end of this, I'm telling you, because she knows awesome people. Like, I just feel like I just need to tap into her for my new friends. Anyhow, now I've got you all excited and buzzed. Please welcome my guest today, Farah Hussein. Mm. Thank you. Yes, thanks so much, Lavelda. What an introduction, no pressure. <laughs> I, well, I'm just speaking my truth because oh, I'm, you. I'm not being funny, but there, I, I'm that sort of person where people look at me and they think, oh, Lavelda, she's really outgoing. She's so bubbly. Like she must love being in a crowded room of people. Folks, I really don't. I'm not that person. <laughs> I'm not. And so when it came to me growing my business, normally the go-to is to do networking events in person. And I always struggled with that. I, I kind of laugh and I say, I'm that person you put in a room to, to like make the room less, more sane for everybody else. Cause I attract the only crazy person in the room. Like it, by default, that person just like targets me. They're straight on me. And I spend the, you laugh Farah, I'm being for real. I'm sorry. Oops. It's it's what happens. It's why I don't network. Like I end up and I, I don't know how to get rid of them. Like I don't know how to say, look, sorry, I don't really want to speak to you. So my networking experience is a bit tainted by though I mean, because they just they 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 grate on me. So when we had when we went into lockdowns, and let's face it, at the moment, depending on where you are in the world and when you're listening to this, the situation is is changing slowly. I think we've kind of accepted that we're going to be in a digital space for a while Absolutely. and you seem to be doing all right online digitally in networking so <laughs> so I kind of had to get you on here because some of us need help Ooh, so did I once upon a time <laughs> it, we all need help and the thing is Lavelda we all start from zero you've got to start from somewhere to get to a certain level and this is what we do is we, we just we're just too hard on ourselves. Absolutely. And, and it shouldn't be like that. So we're all in the same boat. No, some of us are a little bit more advanced than others. So there'll be people listening who for the first time are hearing your name. I mean, maybe they're not on TikTok and know that you're a TikTok superstar. Mm, side note. Um, but, for, but for those people who were like, Farah who? What was your journey in business before you stumbled across this superpower of connecting people? 21 years in the corporate world. That's exactly what I done. And it worked my way up. If I go right back, Lavelda, my career really started off by cleaning tables. That's where Get it started out. off. Yes, no, you wouldn't think so, but it actually did. Um, I was one of those people who just wanted to be a housewife and I wanted to have six children. But... It didn't happen. No, I don't have six children. Thank God. Thank God. The universe was very kind to me uh, in a way that it pushed me to go out there and come out of my comfort zone. My husband, who I call Mr. H, you're going to laugh at this, Mr. H fell ill, two young children, 
and I had to I had to be proactive and do something and I wasn't one of those people that would just sit back and think I can't do this so that's how I started off by cleaning tables Mm -hmm. and I didn't think anything of it I just got on with it because that is what I had to do to survive and to put food on the table that's exactly what I done and then I just worked my way up in my, my career ladder because I overheard a conversation and someone was saying telesales make a lot of money and I'm like chilling chilling what does telesales do and they said you need to pick up the phone and you need to talk to people I'm like I like talking to people so I think that would be easy but then they said to me you need to know your phonetics I'm like what's phonetics and they said <laughs> they didn't I didn't know what phonetics I was so naive I didn't know what phonetics was and they taught me my phonetics. So three months later on, um, I, I, I seen an ad on, on the newspaper and it said telesales. And I'm like, ching, ching, right? So I applied for the, for the job. And then I went and I said to the lady, look, I know my phonetics. I know exactly what telesales do. Is that okay? And she was just rolling about laughing. She hadn't a clue what I was talking about. And I said, I've got half an hour left. I need to go back. Now, this is me being not howdy tighty or anything. I was just a blip. I didn't know nothing. And I said, I need to go back to work um, because I'm going to get into trouble. I'm on my lunch break. (laughs) Honestly, that's exactly how my career started. Now, when you actually think about it and like, oh, my God, how did I get away with that? How did I actually get away with that? But when I met my um, director a good couple of years ago and I asked her the question and I said, Nancy, Nancy, why did you hire me? <laughs> this is this was her words. And she says, Farah, you're a diamond. And you didn't know that. I'm like, yeah, whatever. That was it. I didn't think anything of it until yeah. years later. So that's how my career started. Uh, working in telesales, working in competitive sales, talking to people over the phone, building the rapport, building those relationships. So I'm as bit, I was one of those people who wanted to sell for the right reasons mm-hmm. if I like this pen I'll, I'll I'll sell it I like this bottle I will sell it but if I don't like it I don't care what you tell me I'm not going to do it so that is that's how it all started from is building the relationships and doing it for the right reasons that's how my career started and then I ended up working um with different organizations I worked with Yale I did in um, competitive sales there I was working out in the field. I worked in procurement. Then again, another story because I didn't know what procurement meant. And I still don't know what procurement means. (laughs) And they asked me, and Simon said to me, Farah, what does procurement mean? And I said, tell you honestly, Simon, I've Googled it and I still don't know what it means. (laughs) Oh my God, I don't know how I got there. So anyway, cut a long story short worked with the Scottish government worked with the Welsh government and I left my job with Nespresso coffee and then with Nespresso they said to me do you like coffee I'm like do you think I'm going to tell you I don't I really don't I drink green tea (laughs) so I was just it was just one of those things you just get on with it so that's what I done and I left my job with Nespresso because I wanted to open up a business cafe a platform where people can eat, meet and connect and build relationships up because starting a business is not easy. Mm. And if you don't know the right people, then it's even harder. So I just really wanted to connect people. So if you walked into the business cafe, now this is an idea 
which I'm giving away now, which was my idea. You walk in and you have a white cup of coffee and somebody else orders a white cup. It means you want to connect. Yeah. I was so, just wanted to be that bridge there to connect people for the right reasons. That's, that's my career path. <laughs> so beautiful because I think um, we can come up with so many reasons why now's not the right time, why I'm not going to be okay with doing it. And I think it's a really beautiful reminder that there's a journey, right? You know, to kind of, because people look at where I say to people, if you see some of the first videos I do, I don't know why they've paid me. <laughs> like, I don't know why they paid me to be on that stage, but we all start somewhere. So I love, I love that story where it's, I, I did it out of necessity. That's that's why I began doing what I'm doing. And then I just fell into it. But there's something you said in there I want to pick up on because it's I it's I always find it very interesting because it's a conversation I had just today with uh with a couple of my clients around selling, selling and and being in love with what you sell. And this idea that you just shared, look, you know, here's a pen. If I don't like the pen, I'm not gonna sell the pen. And I just, I, I kind of want to pick up on it because I watch, especially now, especially in times where some some people are feeling the pinch um, financially to just put something out there and and you know, just sell. What do you have to say to that where it's, it's a case of, because I'm particularly interested in terms of connection and sales, because to me, it's, in my opinion, it's like a gazillion times easier to sell something you're connected with and then to connect with people to sell than if you're not. But from your experience, when the times are tough, like when your back's against the wall and you just need to, like in your own words, you just need to do what you need to do, but you're running your own business, how do you make those decisions around selling and connecting? A very good question, Lavelda. What it is, I always say this, and you probably hear me say it, the day you stop selling, is the day you make sales, right? So, Ooh, see, girl, no, wait, wait, pause. Say that again. <laughs> we can't skim over that one. That was that one was that. One, I need a something to hold up or something, you know. I just <laughs> for these nuggets, like you know, we had one call where people are like, literally, we're, we're counting the money. So, say that again. The day you stop selling is the day you will start making sales that's that's a that's tweetable right there peeps you heard it here well some of you heard it here first some of you'll be following far for a while so it's a good reminder but explain what you mean by that because surely if I'm not selling and then how the heck am I making sales do I just get to sit around and not do anything are we no. talking passive sales now no there's there's a way there's a way to do sales now we see if you do sales through the back door you'll get in sometimes the front door doesn't let you in and I'll tell you what I mean by that. So it's a, it's a very small example. If you look at LinkedIn, people connect with you. And as soon as you connect with them, they send you the sales pitch, right? And then what happens is to close the door. They're trying to come in in the front door and you're trying to keep them out. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what's happening. But if you go through the back door, by, by coming through the back door means that you build the rapport. You find out what that person is doing, but you don't talk about yourself. You ask someone else what they do. You give them that opportunity to talk and you build that connection, you build that rapport. And then once they've stopped talking about themselves, they'll be like, what do you do? Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, I better stop talking now. But what do you do? So it is a process. Sales, 
this is what happens is when people think about selling, they think they make the first contact, they make a second contact, they make a third contact, and it doesn't work. And then they, they disconnect with that person. But the sales is a process. It could be a seven step, 10 step, 12 step. It doesn't matter how many steps you need to take to get the sale. It's all about communicating and keeping the door open. Mm-hmm. So when we've had a conversation, I would say is like, Lavelda, I'll connect you with someone, for example. And then I'll follow up and see how was that connection? But you're very good at it. You'll just tell me, it's like, that, that, she was cracking, girl. She was amazing. Keep on coming. <laughs> Keep on coming. <laughs> but what I mean to say is like, give somebody, give somebody a, a tip or, a, or something that, that you can say to them or give them some advice. And then you follow up with them and you start building the relationship. So if you go in with the concept of thinking, I'm going to speak to Lavelda and I'm going to get a sale, no, honey, it doesn't work that way. We will start building rapport, build those connections, start liking each other. And that's what I've come up with is that you create raving fans. Mm -hmm. You don't need to do the selling. People do it for you. It's as simple as that, but you've got to trust the process. I love that because I think there's, I mean, there was a time I was calling myself a sales coach because it's work that I do. And I just thought women just do not, are not looking for a sales coach. We need it. We need need it. it. We need it. (laughs) But we don't want one of those. We want to get, we want the result, but we don't kind of want it. And, And I think it's because there's this association with what it means to sell and how it needs to be done. And it, it just doesn't quite fit. So I love the exploration of, different ways of selling, different ways of getting the sale, different ways of bringing forth the client. And they don't all work for everybody. You know, some people need that very structured process, but some people are so much better when they're just having a conversation. They didn't even realize they were selling and somebody just says, where do I pay? Like, can you stop talking already? Cause that thing, I want it. Um, and, And I think sometimes we've just got to understand You've got to understand. And it's selling without selling. Mm-hmm. And it's having a conversation. I remember when I was doing my sales training and my manager was listening to me on the phone and she said, you didn't even realize what you did. You just sold. You sold without selling. And I'm like, how did I do that? I'm like, you know how you like, you don't, you just get on with it. But how did I do that? Then I listened to the call. It was just a conversation. It was a conversation and that woman didn't even realize that she was sold to. And I didn't even realize I was telling her. I was selling to her. I was just like having a conversation. And that's when the penny dropped for me as well. So, and then I used to get called, you're a victim of your own success. And again, I didn't know what that meant until years later. So it's, again, it boils down to one thing. What's your mindset? How desperate are you? If you're desperate, you've got that scarcity mindset. Yeah. Then People will smell it. They will know exactly what you're there doing. Do you know what? This is just gold, Um, especially now, because I don't know if it's just me. And like I said, when it comes to networking, I get in a room and people just seem to, I I, I attract crazy. Um, But I'm noticing, especially at the moment, like a peak in the number of online sales processes. And I am so for it right? I'm, I'm totally not against the cold outreach or connecting with people. 
but I will tell you, I do have some things that totally put me off. And so do you have some golden rules for those people who are thinking, okay, so my previous style was out and about meeting people. Now I'm having to navigate this online world. How do I even strike up those conversations? What do I do? Like slide into somebody's DMs and say, hey, (laughs) how does this work? It's a very simple process, Lavelle. They're absolutely simple, but because it's so simple, people think, what's the catch? And then people start overthinking it. So for example, you sent me a connection request on LinkedIn, for example, and I just connected and I ignored it and didn't do anything to it. That's not real connections, right? So when someone connects with me, I'll always make a point in saying, thank you, John, for connecting, really, really kind of you, or um, really want to understand what you do, and then leave it at that, and put a lovely message, because not everybody gets those type of messages, and that makes you stand out. Sometimes it doesn't work, and sometimes it does work, and when it doesn't work, it means that's not your tribe, move on, and if it does work, then you create beautiful relationships. Now, during lockdown, Lavelle, we met, we met through someone else, right? I've made such phenomenal friends. I've made such great connections just by applying that process and building up rapport from there. Mm-hmm. And now they're part of my power team. Yeah. That's I think there's an important point as well with building rapport because what I do notice um, sometimes is, so I've connected, they've come in and said something. So Forrest says I should ask them a lot of questions about their business. So what are your prime points? What are your problems? How can I help you? What do you need? Are those the sort of questions we're talking about? Nope, (laughs) you don't talk business. You just don't talk business. That is one thing you just don't do. You just talk about how are you? Looking forward to reading your posts. Thanks for connecting. And if someone puts, if someone that I don't know has commented on my post or liked my post, I will go in and connect with them and I will go out of my way to say, thank you, John. Mm -hmm. That was so kind of you to put in that lovely comment. Let's connect. That's it. Oh, girl, you, you, where does the business come in? (laughs) It's a process. It's a process. And business will come in, you'll attract the right type of people. In business, you want to be able to be at that position where people come to you and you don't go to them. Mm -hmm. And you attract the like-minded people by just applying these small processes. It's common sense, but not common practice. It's funny, I did a post um, maybe like a week or so ago now and I partially it was it was one of my ranty posts because occasionally somebody does something like what I call like in poor taste with selling and I it's just ranty and and it was something along the lines of if you're that person who this is like a LinkedIn thing who sends somebody a LinkedIn request oh my gosh I think it's great and we should probably connect we've got lots of things in common that's generally the like ruse post and then as soon as I connect you send me a sales thing it's like that person in a networking event you know the one that turns up with a bunch of leaflets and they just walk around and literally just shove it in everybody's face like it doesn't work people don't do it I don't I don't know what what coach is teaching this stop it with immediate effect don't do it like you know just don't just 
okay rant over <laughs> well it's all about your mindset they're desperate and it's a scarcity mindset yeah. they believe that they have to do that because they want to take shortcuts and they don't want to trust the process and they think it's an easier way to do that I've come across that so many times and I'm like really okay whatever you know it's your loss it's your loss and then how do you, in terms of networking online, um, because you do, you do a lot of it in person and, and your, your business is very much around connecting people together um, with an incredible ability to, to sell in a way that you don't even know you're being sold to, by the way. Anyhows, but how do you translate that online? So for people who perhaps are used to physical networking events and they're now in this online space and not quite sure how to build that tribe and how to pull people together in a way that's that's not sleazy but is effective because because you don't want to be like necessarily taking this thing that you're friends with them for 1500 years liking every single post but nothing happens you know let me stalk everything and show up to everything and nothing <laughs> happens um but at the same time to be so direct that it's just you know you're slamming doors and not building depths of relationships is there a formula that we can use that helps us to have that kind of balance? Because surely some of the sales are faster than others. How do we judge that? Okay, well, so see with networking, um, it, as I'll keep saying that, and you'll probably keep hearing me say this, it is a process. Yeah. So if you want to go into a networking group or whatever networking group that you go into, you've got to go in with an open mind and you've got to understand that I'm in there to build rapport, build the, the, my, my visibility, which is so important. People have got to trust you. They've got to trust and like you before they buy from you, mm -hmm. right? And it's really, really important. And those people who have that concept, they don't last in the networking group for, for long. When you're going for a networking group, you've got to understand what kind of people do you want to mingle with? Who is my tribe, right? You've got to think of, you think of those things. And with what I do with networking, I understand everyone. Now, networking has been tarnished with the wrong brush. And I just want to, I just want people we're to clean, We're going to clean it up today. Clean it all up. So I take all the faff out of networking. And what I mean by that is no 60-second pitches, no 10-minute presentations, no workshops. You don't have to sit through the whole scenario. You're there to have conversations and build connections. That's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. There's so many people out there. Now, you, you said in the beginning, Lavelle, that you're one of those people that people would think you're dead confident and, you know, we did bubbly, but you like to shy away. And not everybody is confident when coming out, when they're doing networking. So it's really important to understand your members. What are they doing? What do they want to do? There's introverts, there's extroverts. So the way networking, the way I've devised it is such that you, I use a remote conference, which is a virtual cafe. My, I took my business, the cafe idea, and put it online. So you just walk in, you come in, and I, you, they already know me because I've had a consultation with them. I've dug deep. I found that the real person, what they're really like, and then I will give them some hints and tips, and I'll buddy them up with one of my table hosts who are connectors, and they open up doors for those people as well. So if you come into the platform thinking, I'm going to sell to you. No, 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 no. I'm going to, if I like you, I'll connect you with my connections. That's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. So they're um, helped in a way that they don't feel like, oh, I don't like this. I don't think I'm going to do this. These people are, are not my tribe. 
Lavelda, when I started networking, honestly, it was the most difficult, most scariest thing ever. I walked into a room full of strangers, hadn't a clue what was going on, but because of the what my background is, the way I've just gone in and just done it. So you put on this face and you just get on with it. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I've done, but not everybody's the same. So when I started networking and people walked in the door, I could just tell by their body language, it was their first time. So I took them by the hand and said, let me introduce you to all these people in here because I got to know them. Yeah, that's exactly how I made them feel that that experience. So they never forgot that experience and how I made them feel. And that's exactly what I'm taking into this online platform is the experience is how they feel. Each one of them is very, very important. But if you're in there selling, you're out because it's not about selling. I love that because I think you've taken us right back to the core of why people how business is really done long term. And I think it's important to remember, especially in times in which people might be making, taking longer to make choices or thinking twice about where they put their money, um, that it's now not quite so easy to throw stuff at them because the impulse purchases are, are, are kind of slower. Yeah. And and actually, at, fundamentally, at the bottom of it, if I trust you, it's kind of like, well, I know, I know there are other options out there, but when I'm ready for this, I know that I'll come to you for it because I trust you for that. It's a different sort of relationship. Exactly. So I guess you know, I'm, I'm, my sense is that when you're able to build that sort of depth of relationship, you have less less churn in your business in terms of clients. Yeah, exactly. And then you're in that position where you can say no to anybody or you can take that, that client on. Um, but it is, because like Lavelda, not everybody's going to say to you, I can't afford your course. It takes courage for somebody to say that. Yeah. But they're in their head, they're, they're just thinking like, right, I like this, I like this course. I know I can afford it in a couple of months' time, but then I'll get in touch, but they don't want to say that to you, but they'll say, I'll get in touch with you. And automatically you, say, you think, oh my God, they're not interested. No, it doesn't work like that. It's again, see, it talks about the... the, the steps the processes so it could be a three step four step five step it doesn't matter it will happen I mean I've had people contact me now um, that I've known years ago and now they want to do something with me which is fine it's not a problem it's because I've stayed in touch with them built that rapport and they've trust me now so you've created raving fans who go out there and do all the work for you it takes time it's like building a house isn't it? You need to lay the foundations, lay them all, and, and then, then build on top. Build on top of that. And it's it's like planting seeds. The more seeds you plant, the more time you let it grow, it flourishes, the relationship builds, people get to know you. And that's when the magic starts to happen. And that's exactly what happened to me because I just did that on an organic level, not thinking anything of it. Mm -hmm. My only intention was, how can I help you? Who can I connect you with? Yeah, and that was my intent. I never thought about selling because when I did that, naturally people just wanted to recommend my services and that's how it worked. I'm loving this conversation because I think it's taking 
us back to some of the fundamentals in business, which we can lose. And I will hold my hands up and say there have been points, especially in an online journey where it becomes about numbers and vanity metrics and, you know, um, fast touch points and moving things forward. And I just need to get a sale over. And what happens is some of those basic human connection points end up being missed. And if I think about the clients who hang out the most, where I've got the most traction, it's the people I've invested the time in. And it hasn't come from, I mean, some of them have come from social media connections. It's come from, they slid into my DMs or I slid into their DMs. We just had a beautiful conversation and, you know, I, I never know where it's going to go. I just thought it would be fun. Let's see what happens here. And it might be it might be immediate and sometimes it's months or years later that something comes from it. But I, I'm loving this reminder that even though we're online and even though it's digital, fundamentally what we're really looking for is connection and trust. And if you can put the time in building that, which doesn't come from the bots peeps. I'm not against that stuff for scaling. Like I really am not... Don't message me and say, but I'm, nah, I'm not against it, but I am going to say that it depends on what kind of business that you want. And if you're wanting to have that kind of stable base, the clients who stay, stay because it's you. Absolutely. And networking is such a thing. It's an investment. Mm -hmm. And if it's done correctly, it will yield you for the rest of your life. You will make such phenomenal business connections. You'll make personal connections. You'll, you'll build uh, friendships. It's just amazing in how it works. And Lavelda, I'm a living example. You yeah. really are. You really are. Um, I, I mean, I just, Farah has introduced me to some of the most incredible people. Like, I, I don't think there's been one person yet where I'm like, oh, please. You know, some people introduce you and you're like, oh, okay. Um, just has a finger on the pulse and for no no ulterior motive um, and and I think it's worth remembering we remember those people who did something for us doesn't matter how big or small it was like in a moment of need or just that like I remember that connection I remember the client you sent I just remember I remember the little thing that you did just to support me, which you didn't have to do. And those little moments of kindness, for some people, that is actually how you build your business. That's how you build the sales. That's how you build that um, good luck coming into your business. I don't know what the word for it. Karma, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. It's whatever you put out there is what you put to get back. Yeah. Isn't it? You've got, you, you attract what you put out there. And I love that. I love the law of attraction. Love it. Carol, you'd be bringing sales and law of attraction. I love this mix. I'm kind of like, on the one hand, you're talking about law of attraction. On the other hand, you'd be selling things. I'm like, it's great. <laughs> you People think, tell me what to do and I just do it. <laughs> People think those two things can't go together, but not if you're far. They, they exist in a single person. Um, I am excited actually to learn your definition of power. And for a number of different reasons, um, because... The roles you've held in business, many others like you may not have held them before or may not have been able to hold that as powerfully as you. The business that you businesses that you've started and the way that you've done them um, so authentically as you without any apologies and without stepping away from the core of who you are. I'm just curious from your perspective with world, your worldview and your history and culture, et cetera, what do you define as a woman's power? 
definition of power is different for everyone, depending mm. on their circumstances, cultural backgrounds, everything. I've overcome so many obstacles, Lavelle, that yes, I wear a headscarf, yes, I'm a woman, yes, I'm a Muslim woman. And it's been difficult at times um, because people just look at you and judge you and they don't expect that this feisty little person is going to come along and just change everything. Um, but for me, power is being authentic. Being authentic is really, really important. Understanding your self-worth. It's so important to understand your self-worth and respect yourself. It doesn't come easy. Absolutely doesn't come easy. And authenticity, that's what I keep saying is just be yourself and be authentic and understand your self-worth. That is oh. very, very powerful. And for any woman out there that is going through anything, um, life is hard, it's difficult, but see when you crack the inner code, crack that inner code, life becomes beautiful. It takes courage though, girl. It does. It does take a bit of guts. And for you, if we were to take everything that you've done in your life and business to date, um, Sorry, I'm still I'm still sitting on what you just said. I'm like, oh, you know, when something just resonates to the core, I'm like, I just need to let that filter in, um, because there's lot there's lots in it. But I I could deconstruct for ages, and we'd be here for like two hours talking. I'd be like, girl. Um, so if we were to take, and this will help with the deconstruction, by the way. So I'm still on the same path. If we were to take everything that you've done in your life and business and just boil it down to like three core things. And they can be ways of being or um, values or tools, techniques that you would say have been absolutely core and pivotal to the success that you've had. What would those three things be? And I know it's a mean question. I know, but I, I kind of want to get to the crux. You want to get it out of me. I really do. I really do. Um, so what would the first thing be? Integrity. Oh, girl, you just went straight to the heart of that. <laughs> Integrity is very, very important. I've learned that through the, my experiences in life, and it's really, really important. And I always give this example, if you don't mind me saying, um, when you're driving and you see the camera and you, you tend to go slowly, when the camera's not there, you tend to go, you zoom past and think you're not going to get caught. So I use that analogy as that, God is watching me 24-7. I'm answerable to my Lord. I'm very religious and, and spiritual that way because I believe in that. And I believe that God is with me 24-7. And what I do, what I say, I'm answerable to that. So I've got to watch what I say. I've got to watch what I do. Can't hurt anybody. Yes, I do things. I do say as it is, but it's not what you say. It's how you see it. Yeah. And the intention and energy that's yes. behind that. Like, is it is it intended to be a jab to stab at you or or am I just speaking my truth as lovingly as I know how? And you will interpret that however you're going to interpret it through your own filters. But it's am I saying it with the intention of like, mm, take that? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. Absolutely not. And being yourself, I keep saying that. I keep saying that. Being yourself is so, so important. Respect your boundary. Oh. Don't let anybody overstep that boundary. Set those standards and get maintain those standards. You know the type of people you want to surround yourself with. You know what you want and stick to that. 
to lower your standards. I love that. It's so linked to integrity as well, to sort of say, this is me, these are my boundaries, and this is what's okay in my world, and it's all, this is what I'll tolerate and what I won't, but also holding holding fast with that. So you've got integrity, you've got re- respecting your boundaries and who you are. And what would be your third one? Be yourself. Be yourself. Just be yourself. Everybody, we are, as my, my daughter will kill me if I see it, but I'm just going to see it. We are the OGs. We are the originals. Yeah. Why can't we just stick to being original and mm-hmm. be yourself? Without question, without apology, I think it's really powerful to watch those times where you step out of it, right? Sometimes it's really subtle where you find yourself going, what did I do that for? Like, <laughs> Why I even say that? Like, that's not even true. I don't even believe that. So, and they're all beautifully linked. Like, you know, you can't take one away from the other. Girl, you done. Mm. (laughs) Y'all gonna have to listen to this on repeat because she dropped so many bombs. Like if you didn't sit down here with a pen when you started, you're gonna have to go back to the beginning and listen from the top with your pen and paper to take the notes. Um, Farah, you have been beyond awesome. Uh, how does somebody who has just got the tiniest snippet of who you are and wants more get hold of you? On the website, just book in a 30-minute consultation. I love to have conversations with people. Um, I have introduced things through uh, my Instagram pages, just helping other people. Because Sometimes it's just a chat. That's mm-hmm. all you need so if that some person can take 30 minutes, 10 minutes out of their time just to listen to somebody, and I'm willing to do that. And the reason why I do that, Lavelda, is because, see, when I started out, there was nobody there for me. And it brings me tears when I Oh, don't. You're, you're, just, you're getting right <laughs> to the heart of it, babe. It gives me, it brings me into tears because I just wish I had a role model and I had somebody to tell me if I was doing everything right. So when I see people who are starting out or need want some help I just want to give them that 10 minutes or 15 minutes of my time and tell them it's going to be okay yeah it will be fine and you will get there but these are the things that you have to do and if you can overcome them you're on a winner details are in the notes if you want to (laughs) connect with Farah and I strongly suggest that you do what you see peeps is exactly what you get click the details in the notes half hour chat I'm telling you it's going to transform your life transform it and if you think you can't be transformed in half an hour, I dare you, test her. I'm telling you it works. I'm telling you it works. So all the links to connect in with Farah in the show notes. Um, one last thing, girl, because we, we talked about so many different things that I'm kind of, I don't want people to miss anything. So if you had to take this conversation and just leave our guests with just one thing that they could take from what we've discussed today what would that be i would say the biggest thing is trust your gut if your gut is telling you something please listen to it because it always tells the truth it never lies and that's been my biggest asset is just go with this if someone's telling you it's not right but if it feels right in here go girl you've got it You've already got that. It's like you've got your own internal GPSs, ladies. <laughs> it's there. It's called that gut instinct. You know, don't question it. 
don't because it will show you later why it said go left when you thought go right it will it'll come to you but in the moment if it says go left you go left just follow the gps like you're in a car thank you girl Thank you so much. This has been absolutely beautiful. And I I know it's going to touch people who are perhaps struggling with selling and struggling with connecting and not knowing what to do in order to to move their businesses forward in these times. Look, the year is not over, ladies. Like We've still got the time to do it. Paul, just just take that one step at a time and follow your instinct. It's not a one size fits all. There's always a way for each of you that's divinely yours. Be you mm-hmm. Farah, thank you so much for your time today and thank you so much for so generously sharing your wisdom and expertise Welda, thank you so much appreciate it thank and you that's all we've got time for folks today remember all the main links are in the show notes and depending on when you're listening do check because if i'm running any offers you will find all of them in there as well and hit us up on on instagram the lavelda show just lavelda show show. (laughs) until next time folks love you take care ciao